This is Rookies, a podcast looking at various subjects from a beginner's perspective. Some of the interviews in this series was recorded as early as January of 2022. Rookies is presented in collaboration with Wild Chips, a Swedish-produced dried venison, perfect in-between meals around the go, in the crag or on your adventure. Found in well-sorted supermarkets around Sweden or online at wildchips.com. Wild Chips, what's more sustainable than the wild nature? While recording this episode, our guest was on her way back from an injury, something we will talk more about in the show. Since recording, she has also released the film Goosebumps, together with Swedish filmmaker Sofia Sjöberg. And she's a part of the Solomon Free Skiing team. Besides being one of the most badass skiers out there, she has inspired me and many others by sharing her road back from the injury. A living legend, if you ask me. Lovisa Rosengren. That was like game changing. Holy shit, she's a really good skier. Well, ladies and gentlemen, she is. I will give her an introduction real soon. But first off, I want to thank you for checking out this podcast. This is one of a few episodes of Rookies. Stay curious, stay humble. That's the tagline. Probably not the name. As you can hear, I'm still learning. And as you can hear, I'm here by myself. And in some episodes, my co-host Henk is with me. So, we're still learning. We're still rookies. Enjoy. I was worried and nervous like everybody else. And it certainly affects your psychology. It's very different. You just don't know when you start. I feel like you just get this like diversity of perspectives. Stay humble, stay curious. You're listening to Rookies. You will correct me if I'm wrong, but <laughs> she started at a very young age, already as a toddler, but it all kicked off in Kashmir, India. She's one of Sweden's most prominent free skier, and it all started out as a coincidence, and today she's a part of the Solomon team. Nowadays she works as a gardener in the summertime and a professional free skier in the winter. She lives in Stockholm but avoids the city in the winter time, for obvious reasons, we have something we call slask in Sweden, uh, which no one likes. Besides learning about adventuring in the mountains and skiing, I hope to learn more about washer fluids and highways in oh, yes. Canada. Yes, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> But we will get back to that later on in this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, Lovisa Rosengren. Thank you. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good. You're um, good? Yeah, like I'm injured at the moment but uh, still i'm i'm good like i'm taking it in a good way so when yeah. when i first reached out to you it was about a few months ago and you were in the middle of the season of free skiing yeah and now this accident happened in the mountains could you explain to us what happened and, and where did it happen uh, i was just like back home and was going out skiing with the three friends and I was like super stoked that day and was like super happy and also like a bit relaxed but at the same time like almost too stoked like like my body was not like um what do you say I haven't been uh, was your mind not in sync with your body 
Yeah, I think so. And uh, yeah, so I was like too stoked uh, for that date, but still I was like super happy. And uh, we were just like casual skiing uh, in the off-piste. First we went out to a off-piste run called uh, Blåsten and it was super nice. And uh, I just skied down like pretty fast. And then we went up back to the top, toured back up. And then uh, we, for we normally don't stop that long up at the top. Um, we uh, normally just like take a sip of water and then take out, take off the skins, and then we just ski down. Uh, but this day we actually like took a real uh, break and like eat a sandwich. And my friend he never like ever buy any food up on the mountain. But this day you could actually buy like a hamburger because they had a barbecue because it was so nice. Okay. weather so they had a barbecue uh, what do you say like yeah barbecue up at the top and he so it was like a a, a big break and also like during that break we started to talk about age and like injure like that you actually could like get injured at yeah when you get older and stuff like that and, and, and within free skiing what is your definition of being older so maybe around like 40 i would say okay uh, so you have you have quite some more years yeah to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah i think so like 40 is like i'm sorry my friends that are <laughs> 40s but yeah no worries <laughs> and um yeah so we were ju- just like talking about that and then we were skiing down this off-piste um, what do you say like uh, side of the mountain called the backside and uh, there's a shoot it's like super small and but it's called the banana uh so we were skiing down that one and my friend frida which is a snowboarder she was going to do it for the first time so we were like super stoked and they were like you could go first so i went down and when i came to the banana i was like oh shit it's like super filled in it's like it's not a shoot anymore so i went for a drop on the left hand side and uh, I dropped that thing over the cliff and it was like, like everything was, I shouldn't have done it because I came out from the cliff and I like felt like, okay, I have a really bad position here. And also it came a tourist. Just like What's a tour? Oh, you tourist. mean like an actual tourist? Yeah, I thought yeah, we were tourist. talking skiing terms here. Yeah. Like there's the banana and then there's <laughs> that thing and there's a tourist. Okay, an okay. actual tourist. So a tourist came like, um, what do you say, traversing yeah. below. And I didn't see it until I was like taking my pop. So she came and I was like, okay, I will, uh, I will land. But she will like pass me. But still it's like not a great uh, takeoff because I wanted to like, land and then turn and i like to do like big turns so my i i landed and i obviously got super stressed about the person that were traversing and i landed and came up like control i think i like back slapped and then i came up in control but the turn went like super short and then i came out in a in a right right turn so the first turn was like fine and the other turn just went like out of control and I like twisted, what do you say, like, uh, yeah, I just fell in the turn kind of and then I went 
uh, yes, yeah, started like tomahawking, but a really slow tomahawk because everything I remember is like, okay, goodbye niece. Like my niece is like fucked now because I really like felt this doesn't feel good and everything was just like super slow. But you were able to go all the way down. Uh, yeah, uh, like the tomahawk was not super long. So I, when I stopped, I, I felt like this something has have happened. And uh, and uh, because my breathing was like not what it usually is after crash. Like after crash, you also usually just like breathe, but like heavier. Okay. But not like it, it disappears pretty fast. But this one didn't disappear, so I really had to like breathe through okay. uh, the whole situation. And then when I was like finished with that, I started to, like, okay, I really need to take off the skis but I couldn't take off them myself so my friend Oscar came down and he helped me and I was like okay the right leg is okay but the left was like oh it's something funky in the in the foot okay something really funky and I couldn't like stand up properly on that leg um and but like I was like no I'm skiing down from here and we're going down to we're going to Östra, it's a of Pistron, and then we're going down in Susabecken, which is like a bumpy. Did you do all of those things? Afterwards? No, no okay. but that was like my plan. I was like, I can do this because I don't want to get, I don't want to have like snowmobile ride down. Yeah. I can take myself down to the hospital mm-hmm. at my own. But my friend Oscar was like, no, this doesn't look good. So he called on the ski patrol in order. Uh, but I. I, I Did was, it get you with snowmobile or by helicopter? A snowmobile. Okay. But I was able to traverse uh, pretty far down. So I think I skied, uh, I don't know, in meters, but pretty long to where it's flat. So the snowmobile actually could like go on the snowmobile trail. So the rescue op was quite easy for them. Yeah, totally. And okay. I could like go up on the snowmobile on my own. And when I was waiting for the snowmobile, I I took like one ibuprofen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so and I think that one like kicked in also when I was going off the snowmobile and into okay. a taxi because I was like, oh, I feel pretty good now. Like it's probably nothing. It's I, I don't know. <laughs> and then. Uh, I took a taxi to the hospital, the shell. I always take out the shell and then the uh, inner skon. What fan heter det? We're both struggling with a word here, but like <laughs> there's a shoe within the... Yeah, it's called... I don't shoes. know. I know exactly what it's called. Uh, the... Uh, whatever. Yeah, it was painful and my inner shoe is... Um, it's uh, a copy from my foot. Okay. So it's pretty tight. Okay. Uh, but I got some help with that, and that was super painful. And then I was like, okay, there, it's actually something wrong here. And then came the doc, and the doctor came, and she was like, you probably won't be back to normal for like six months. I was like, six months? Holy shit, that is like super long time. Is six months a long time as a professional within your field? Uh, in a yeah, career or? yeah I, I would say yes I mean it was end of the season yeah. I like to run I like to bike that's a part of me as well as an athlete and I'm also an, like Solomon athlete during like summertime as well but not as much as on wintertime yeah. so I was like no but 
But the most important is the winter. So my goal now is to just like, uh, yeah, to just do what I can do and also like train more on the rest of the body. So I will be like so much stronger, hopefully more than I ever been. Like that will be, that will be the goal. It's obviously hard to cope with the fact that you have an injury, Mm. but I've heard especially within the climbing community, mm. that a few prof- professional climbers that I'm friends with that have had injuries, and that has been their spark to go into a business or into a field that they have felt, oh, I don't have time for this because yeah. I have to focus on my climbing. They've been injured, and then they have realized perfect timing to start with my courses or my... Mm. Another field that I'm interested in. Yeah. Are you going into something different now with this injury? Uh, not at the moment because uh, I've been studying uh, for the two past years. So I was pretty exhausted. So I've been just taking it super slow, like until now. And this couple of weeks I have in front of me, I will, for example, write one article, uh, which I was like, how should I have time to write this one when I'm supposed to do this, this, and start my own business in yeah. the gardening? Yeah, we uh, should mention that for those yeah. who doesn't know that you've been studying to become yeah. a gardener. Gardener, and that is an education you can do in Sweden. It's called trädgårdsmästare, which yeah. will be like gardener master. That's and in, quite. It sounds way cooler in English, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think maybe. I'm, it's also maybe called landscapers. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you can study that for two years and you just get like super much more knowledge. Like, and um, if you have the education, you get like more work, you get higher, uh, higher uh, salary. salary. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, like company wants you. Uh, but is that an interest that has grown besides uh, skiing? like yeah. together or is it, has it evolved over the years has it always been an interest of yours mm, so it's the interest is from my family and from my grandma and grandpa like they uh, always been fixing lots in their gardener gardening so that's it's been like part of my life but when i started skiing after high school i started at this company which i've been working we're working for for a very long time now which is more properties here in Stockholm and uh, so they take care of the property properties and uh, I was just working working as a I don't know if it's called like caretaker I don't know okay Fasilitator. Uh, facility manager yeah. yeah usually every property here in Stockholm has some kind of garden it could be on the front of the house yeah. or inside like an inner garden yeah and um I was like, no one take take cares of this. So I started, uh, yeah, I started a gardening section at this company. Wow. So and and as I only needed to work like late spring, summer, fall, I was ah, like, you've this done is... the math already. Yeah, <laughs> and I also did that before, but they still wanted me to work like a full year. Yeah. But then when I was more of a gardener i was like okay now i could really be like more season um yes employed like over the seasons yeah yeah that almost felt like i had my own company 
but still was like, I want more knowledge. How should I get more knowledge? Because I was on my own. And then when Corona came, I found this education which which had all the everything right. that we could do on this. Yeah, like distance. all the courses you could do by a distance. Yeah, it was on this and so like during the winter. For me, it worked out like super well. And uh, the the most important thing during the uh, education was like last summer when you had. The yeah, you're practice. doing your internship. Yeah, internship. Yeah, exactly. The internship that was like the most important thing i was both in order and stockholm it seems like you've done like the perfect calculation of yeah how to combine and do different things over the year yeah yeah totally but but if we if we circle back to skiing you yeah. live now in Åre. yeah but it started out way earlier than high school didn't it yeah. you started skiing at a very young age but you live in stockholm how what's the story there so my it's all thanks to my parents uh, they loved to ski and they didn't they started like skiing when they were like 20 years okay. old or something uh, but then after when they like started skiing they were like we really love this so they took us on vacation when they and like skiing vacation when they when there was a, a possibility to yeah. do it. So on like Christmas, we have something called sport vacation. Exactly. And then Easter, we always went to the mountains. And first... Did you go to Aurora then as well? No, like in the beginning, it was more the small hills like Salen. And I think we went to like Idre. Uh, but then it was more Åre. And uh, then we started to, when we, maybe when I was 10 or something, we went to the Alps and that was like game changing. Okay. I was like, oh my God, it's so long. Was that when so like the Pandora's box was opened yeah. and like, okay, there's no going back now? Or Yeah, I, I really loved it. And like the lifts were so fast and you could ski so long runs and uh, you could see new, new slopes. And how old uh, were you? I think I think maybe this is wrong, but I think like ten or something. Wow, that, that's quite young, isn't it? To go like skiing, those kind of things in Alps, isn't it? Yeah. Remember, <laughs> I'm not a skier. I have almost yeah. never stood on a pair of skis. <laughs> yeah. D- did you ever feel like that was anything dangerous, or did you were you just so stoked about skiing that that disappeared out the window? No, I was just stoked about skiing. And I, I remember like when my mom, dad and sister like wanted to take a break and like take something to drink. I was like out, in out the, there and just yeah. like taking the maybe the lift that was closest to this restaurant and just mm-hmm. went like going for it and then maybe stopped and took one short drink <laughs> and then went out for it. But, but it didn't stop there. I I've read in an article online that, by a coincidence, there was this like competition where you could upload like content of you skiing, mm. and one thing led to another. What was the story there? Yeah. Uh, so this was like my fourth season i did because after high school i just went for doing like ski season oh you went from high school straight, straight up to like 
living in Oare. No, I, no. I, so it's just the past, the two past years I've been having my base in Oare. Um, I, I moved to have the base there after Corona, eller mm. the season, yeah, the season after, like when Corona came. Okay. And before all that, um, my first three seasons, I stayed in St. Anton am Alberg in Austria. And what you must have been working and doing something for a living there, didn't you? I I worked like super much here in Stockholm okay. before, so I saved lots of money. And you can actually save lots of money if you don't go out like partying and yeah, shopping and simply and, focusing on the skiing. Yeah, exactly. What sort of skiing were you into then? Because we we should maybe mention to some of our listeners that there there are multiple yeah. ways you can do skiing and you are into something's called free skiing yeah free skiing or free riding you could or also riding, say yeah. i'm always like i don't am i a free skier or a free rider is there a difference between those as well yeah like i mean the my the solomon team is called free ski i think it's more of you could be because in the team we are everyone is like good at uh, everyone is super good skiers but Some of them are more into tricks, okay, and uh, I'm more into like big mountain, just the big mountain. So th- there's like a big umbrella over called like free riding, and underneath that you have also very specific types of free yeah. skiing. Yeah, I, I, I would say it's like that, but I could be wrong. I actually, I'm not sure, but I would say like free skiing is like, yeah, you go off paced, and yeah, you just ski and you could do whatever and free riding is more um it's super hard to explain but it's more yeah big mountain dropping cliffs um so what you guys are doing we would never see that in the olympics at the moment at the moment no okay no but th- i th- i think they've been uh, like thinking uh, about it actually but if uh, but cuz but that, then it will be called free riding Uh, if it w- will be in Olympics, because and that's because everyone would have to do the same route, and yeah. then it's all of a sudden not free skiing. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Or I, I don't know. It, I, it becomes a, a bit of a catch twenty two there. Like yeah, but I would say like free skiing more is more of like ski what you like to ski. Mm. It's more yeah. It's like a big. You can do whatever you want. So so you you would be just like um a mountain climber. You would go out there and you would kind of look for a route that you find okay that's where I want to go. Or do you just simply freestyle and go up the mountain and see wherever mm. you should go? How no. does it work out? No, you need to have a plan like yeah, okay. uh, you need to have a plan and um, i mean, there's so much information on like yes, lots of mountains out there. So usually you can find uh, information online or in like books or friends or yeah, yeah, or the community. And so usually you have like, oh, I wanna want to do that run because you heard something about it mm. or or you've seen it or you ju- you are just there and then. And you need to have a plan before going up on a top, like where to go and where to ski down. Because you could use you, you could like go up 
But you always need to think, I'm gonna ski down here as well. Um, and you can also you could also like walk up where you're gonna ski down, mm. but you could also walk another way and then ski, yeah. ski down another way. And that's like usually what you want to do. People are thinking that it's more cooler to go another way and then ski down. Okay. Another way. Was that the thing that you did after high school? Or did you do like what you, I would call regular skiing? Yeah, or? I was just um, I because before like during high school I just went in the groomers like skiing. That's that's what I'm doing. And then I heard about off piece skiing, and you have this uh, magazine called Oka Skider, mm-hmm. which is uh, most just off piece skiing in the magazine. So I've been reading that magazine lots, and I was like, I really want to try out like off-piste skiing uh, so I, I in like first grade in high school I was like I want to do a season uh, but I haven't been like skiing super much off-piste I've just been like outside in the powder okay. from the groomer but I have never like been actually out in the terrain so this um, first season was my first like uh, okay now I'm going to ski off-piste And I was like super lucky because I met um, uh, some friends which had done like four seasons. So they like showed me all the off-piste runs and where to go. So in St. Anton I was skiing like a resort off-piste skiing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what is the difference between a resort off-piste skiing and... Backcountry skiing. Backcountry skiing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, um, the resort is that you could uh, take the lift up. Okay. And you could just go off the lift and then you could ski off piste. Okay. And uh, and backcountry is when you, you are skinning up the mountain. So you're doing it on your own machine. Then it's something called slack country. Okay. When you could take the lift and then you can tour from the lift. But okay. that's like super nice. Uh, I mean... Because it saves you time. Yeah, and... time and energy, for yeah. sure. Like this season I was in Norway and was walking. One day was like 2,000 vert, like yeah. just touring. And then when you're on top of the mountain and in front of your line, and you're like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. And then you really feel that was super interesting to like really listen to the body and... Because I, I, I've always, um, my, when I've been doing mountaineering in Sweden or other places, and for instance, going up Kebnekaise, Sweden's highest mountain, mm. I've always been standing on the top thinking, oh my God, if I knew how to ski, mm. wouldn't this be like the perfect opportunity to like save tons of time yeah, going time. back home? Yeah, and fun. And, and, and fun, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but But you are saying like if you are, Going up there to the top, you're all like exhausted or tired coming up there. You might have a different perspective on it. Uh, Do you usually take a break after like going up the mountain and then go down or do you go down right away? Usually it's, uh, of course you take like a small break, but sometimes where you're filming and shooting stuff and everything, yeah, you need to see and listen to the weather you yeah you need to like uh, there's a window for like a few minutes yeah, we have to go now yeah so sometimes you just go okay uh, and 
yeah, depending on light and stuff. And and I mean, if you just take the lift up and then you just ski. I mean, yeah. that's the reason why I climb the mountain is to get the ski run the down, ski run not down. the climb up. Uh, that's yeah. interesting because <laughs> because the mountain itself is uh, at least for me that's like that's that's what i want to do i want to go up the mountain mm. then when we've done that then i'm like okay i'll have to go down again that's like the boring part if i want to ascend it you want to descend the mountain yeah. rather and did was that something that you did in saint anton those kind of mountains or was it a different form of free skiing and off pist yeah in St. Anton I uh, it was mostly taking the lift up and uh, do shorter touring and maybe on my second season I started then I started like touring more and but still in St. Anton you can take so many lifts and uh, to come into a new new terrain and then from there you can tour like three hours but then you traveled like super far away so the lift system there is just it's I mean it's great to yeah. and that's something that you usually don't see in in the in the films that people put up online like because this is super interesting for me yeah. to hear about because I've been watching like many videos of people like free skiing and going down the mountain and I always think like do they climb these mountains because mm-hmm. they look huge. Yeah. Or are they going up with the lifts? Yeah. And maybe that's not the part that we see in the film. Like yeah. we start right away going down. But you, you get the feel like, okay, everyone is like super hardcore all the time climbing the mountains. But that's not what it's about yeah. in the free skiing community. Yeah, so it's like, so many people that are taking... Yeah, I mean, lift, I think that's okay. But it's so many that take snowmobiles mm-hmm. and also... Uh, helicopter and I think uh, now um, like my goal is not or my uh, what is it? yeah intention intention yeah. is not to um, use any of those to mm-hmm. I could take the lift and film but like snowmobile yeah I could that that's fine why too. why would it not be fine for you yeah, because helicopter feels that that's the like the biggest uh, like the heli skiing heli thing. Skiing. Yeah, yeah, that feels so unmodern and two thousand twenty two because it's you take the helicopter yeah to go for a ski run and it it I mean it's super time uh, like for the time it's like super good and uh, I mean yeah. your body's totally fresh jumping up yeah but. Like for environment reasons, yeah. it doesn't feel not nice. Like yeah. I don't want to shoot. I have a project where I would use heli, hel- and heli, yeah, do heli skiing. Yeah. Um, but that's what I, they've been doing, like lots in the, in the in the past. Like, but, but it doesn't feel like that's the future. I and mean, that it it has been debated here in Sweden. For yeah. quite some time, especially up in Kebnekaise yeah, exactly. uh, mountains, like because it it also disturbs like the reindeers. Exactly, yeah. and and also like going up a mountain and then hearing some kind of weak weak what was it? Machine, like yeah, like the engine yeah, sounds the engine. and yeah, it doesn't fit in that environment. No, it should be quiet 
and only you and the mountains but is is that something that is like is that a thing within the free free ride free skiing community like oh you're more hardcore or real if you do it in this way mm. or if you do it that way or is is like everything or is people cool with whatever you choose i think people are cool whatever you choose but there i think like some brands are also changing for what you can do and what you can't do for example solomon has like in if you get um uh, all the projects like film projects for mm. skiing so it's uh, the helicopters forbidden now oh, okay uh, and they i think they changed it for like uh last season or something all right so no, so I I think it's cool to do whatever. Like I mean, in Canada and uh, the USA, I mean it's super common to take snowmobile. It's like the way to go to get into terrain where no one else is to get to see new terrain, and 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 then you take like the snowmobile in, and from there you tour up mm-hmm. to the mountains. So that's the way to do it. So you use the snowmobile to travel long ways. Yeah, and. Uh, and then, I mean, in Alaska, I use helicopter. But um, I had, uh, I've been having this project this winter in Norway, where we just went ski touring, mm. and I've been out there with um, uh, a filmer uh, called Svea Sjöberg and yep. uh, her husband uh, Jakob Wester, and and they only use like uh, the, the, yeah their own bodies to yeah. travel. Uh, in the mountains and they're like super inspiring and so I came uh, with my project to um, to where they were and that was in Norway from the beginning it was supposed to be in Chamonix but due to corona we were like oh we didn't know like how will it turn out this winter and of course in Chamonix you would take the ski lift to go up the mountain because they're there yeah, yeah exactly uh, but now they did a season in Norway, so I came there and to have a project where you just travel by your own machine, <laughs> like super high up, and then you ski down. Uh, I we I I'm going to be like super proud when I see the result because I know we went up there and we skied down these cool lines, and we didn't use any hel- helicopter. It's more, yeah, it's more of. It's a special feeling to, and also very strange, like going up and you're exhausted and you're gonna ski down. It's, you need to have so much more, I don't know, like, um, yeah, of course strength and like the mental stuff as well, when you went like this high up. And also like when you're skiing down, maybe you fail like, like you f- uh, and the uh, and you what do you say and you crash yeah and then you've been walking up this far and you crash on the way down it happened to me three times and that was mental super tough but how how for how long do you plan a project like this uh we i just came up with the idea and uh, i asked salmon if they wanted to sponsor it and they were like yeah then uh, as sofia uh, she's my friend yeah. and I just uh, I was like I really want to do something with her and uh, we were just chatting about the project and she liked it before arriving in Norway I was just like 
setting up a shoot list for mm. what it, what it was but we we are not done with the project so okay yeah and uh, and yeah being in norway we just wanted to have like yeah cool lines good skiing and uh, and stuff like that when i got injured i was supposed to go to norway so we would make the movie but uh, uh, i just wanted to have more good skiing because when we did the project the first day was good and then it turned into spring in march so yeah so it was a bit of a bummer but uh, it's still it will be super good and the story is nice so but talking about stories um skiing has taken you around the globe obviously to different places and after Sankt Anton, you ended up in Kashmir in yeah. India, and and that's that's pretty much where it like kicked off like big time or like for real. Yeah. And what what was the story behind that? So it was my fourth season, and I was like, oh, I don't, I didn't know like what I was supposed to do. Like, should I start study in the university, or should I do another season, or what should I do? Uh, so um, I had a boyfriend back then and he solved this competition and was applying for it. And he was like, you need to do it as well. And I was like, okay, let's do it. So I applied on this um, competition called Salomon Frisky Dream Trip, where mm-hmm. you choose where you want to go. Uh, like, what's your dream destination, and uh, which um, who are the pros you want to ski with? Okay. And then you uploaded a movie of yourself and a picture, and then I think linked to Instagram or something. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then they picked me as the winner, and I had chosen to go to Kashmir. And why is that? Uh, because I I was thinking I want to choose a dis- destination which is like super special. Okay. Um, which both has skiing, but something different as well. And that's the culture. Like, okay, so yeah. not the stereotypical yeah. uh, Chamonix or Ouare um, or something yeah. like that. Not, not that those are not bad places, but, but there are, you would start thinking of skiing when you say Chamonix. You pr- yeah. probably don't think about skiing, say, in Kashmir. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, ah, I try Kashmir. And then... Uh, Mike Douglas called me. Uh, I think it was like super late, like ten or el- eleven o'clock. And, and for those who don't know who Mike Douglas is, he is. Yeah, he's a uh, like the legends of free skiing. He was the one that took, like he he's a um, mogul skier from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But he took the tricks out in the off piste. Okay. And he saw like the snowboarders the, that did like super cool tricks because the snowboarders brothers were the one that started to do like super advanced cool tricks out in the off piste and Mike Douglas like saw them and then took it out in the in the off piste and he is called the yeah the godfather of and and he he rang you up saying um yeah you're the winner of uh the free Salmon Frisky Dream Trip. <laughs> and I was <laughs> <Okay>. like, what? <laughs> or at first, I didn't answer, actually, oh. because he called from a privacy number. Yeah, yeah. And so he um, did a, what do you say, voice... Uh, yeah, voice message. Voice message. And 
yeah, so he, and then I just straight away called him back and uh, yeah, he told me that I had win. And uh, so I got the opportunity to go to Kashmir. Uh, I think it was like two weeks to mm-hmm. uh, make a Solomon TV episode about this whole journey. And so, and I had chosen uh, Cody Townsend and Kaylin Thorian for to like ski with, okay, uh, which is pro uh, skiish. And uh, yeah, we went to Kashmir, and the like normally the the winner is just like in the background in, okay. during these episodes but <laughs> when I did like the first round they were like holy shit she's a really good skier It felt normal and I just skied the way I did in, yeah, when I skied in St. Anton and it turned out like really good. Uh, but then when, uh, yeah, when the dream trip was o- over, I was like, I really need to take care of this opportunity. I asked Solomon uh, because now I was like, I have some contacts now. And they were like, yeah. Uh, or first, he told me, like, yeah, call me again in September. And I was like, okay. And then I called in September. And he was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. We want you to be part of the Salman family. Uh, and what yes. was your take on him saying, well, call me in September? Was that... Oh, I felt... How was your reaction on that? Was like, okay, that's a bummer. Or was it like, okay, they're actually serious yeah, about this? Yeah, I, I was like, yeah. Uh, I, I felt a good, uh, a good vibe from okay. that. Uh, email uh, or call I can't remember what it was I felt uh, like okay this could be so, so I was more uh, like excited but that actually. must have been like changing your life quite a bit hasn't it like yeah. without a sponsor would it be possible to go to those places that you have been or is that a big part of being a free skier having yeah. a sponsorship yeah in the beginning, I was gear sponsored, and then I came on the global Salmon Free Ski team, and that was a game changer. But you live in Stockholm, you live in Åre, uh, been in St. Anton, Kashmir, and Canada. Obviously, you went there to free ski, but could you please? Uh, I read in an interview that things that you learned the hard way was to never run out of washer fluid to your yeah. car. <laughs> Because uh, if you do, your friends have to empty all their bottles. Yeah. Something, something, please. Yeah. If you don't mind, would you mind explaining what's going on here? So, yeah, I was living in Canada for one season and Where I... Where in Canada did you live? Uh, in Revelstoke. Okay. So I had uh, this car, one Toyota Corolla, <laughs> like green one. It was really good. Uh, but uh, yeah, we were on our way to go touring in uh, Rogers Pass. And, uh, and what is touring? Touring. So that's when you put on skins underneath the skis. Okay. And you have this binding, uh, which uh, makes it possible to uh, get the heel uh, free. Mm-hmm. So you're locked in the toes yep. and you have the heel free. And then you have skins, which makes the skis like stick to the snow so you can walk upwards oh okay yeah okay cool yeah so you're touring up the mountain with your skis on 
yeah. and then you can go down there. Uh, yeah, and then you take off the skins, and okay. then you yeah you like fix the bindings so you get the heel down and mm. locked into the binding, so you're stuck in the binding again. Okay. So that's that's called like backcountry skiing when you walk from the bottom up to the top. And Rogers Pass is a area in Canada which has which is just a backcountry area which has um, beautiful mountains and they're really good. Yeah, it's super good area. I haven't been that there like super much, but I really want to go back. And we and back to the story we were <laughs> we were on the way to Rogers Pass and Suddenly, I mean, the roads in Canada are pretty like, I don't like the roads in Canada because they're like, did so much heavy traffic and, okay. uh, and, uh, there's a big difference uh, yeah. to the traffic than Åre and northern yeah. Sweden. Yeah, I mean, northern Sweden could also be like, when it's snowy and stuff, it could be a bit scary, but this Canada is so much like bigger and uh, yeah, I don't know how to explain, but but they have like these trucks big as yeah. what they call like road trains. Yeah, and they, they? the trucks are driving super fast. Yeah. I mean, in Sweden, it could only go like 80. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're just driving as a normal car. And on the way, uh, I, I was like, no, I don't have any, what, what's it called? Washer fluid. Washer fluid. Yeah. <laughs> left. <laughs> and, uh, and the front the window started to just like get. Uh, this yeah, super messy like yes. texture yeah and yeah. and like thick so I was like shit and that was like so nasty so like I remember we went into a tunnel and then before the tunnel it was one of the tracks that like gave us super much um, dirt on the yeah. window and we couldn't see shit and we were like yeah. What should we like? You can't stop on the Canadian roads no. because it's not like in Sweden you have like this. Uh, Normally in Sweden you could uh, pull off to the side, yeah, pull yeah, off quite to easy. the side, yeah. but you can't do it there. So I was like, Shit, "What should we do?" And I was, we got some of the dirt off, and then we were like, "We need to take the water." But but I mean, the water could freeze yeah. on the window, but luckily it didn't freeze. So they were like, "Ah!" And both me were like, "Ah!" Yeah. And the other girl on the side, she was also like, put pulling and or pouring out the water from the bottles and like while driving through this tunnel yeah and then we came out and luckily this was like pretty uh, it was not so it was like pretty near Rogers Pass so we made mm. it and, but when we were Rogers Pass like on the during the day the only thing I could think of was like on the way back I hope the 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 ways are the road is like more dry yeah. and luckily it was more dry but that was like never forget never. to have uh, washer fluid. Washer fluid, <laughs> and also car. in Canada, it's not like uh, it was like gasoline. Um, yeah, uh, like there's no gas stations nearby. No, you need to like plan the route mm. uh, because uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it feels like yeah, the distance in Sweden is so much like smaller, and you, you could think? yeah, like uh, you could. Yeah, I've been, I've been many times like driving up to the mountains, say in Sarek or yeah. in Kebnekaise. I've been thinking like turning off after Luleå. I always think like, yeah. of course, there's like a somewhere to stop mm. by, and then you realize like, no. nope, there's nothing left yeah. anymore. But still, Hope we make it. But it was also like being home. It's more you have more often, uh, you feel more safe. Kind yeah. of, you can always 
you know your environment a, yeah or, you can always make a call and you can always call if something turns out like really 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 bad you can always like call one one two kind of like yeah. you feel so much more safe but in Canada the connection the phone connection it was always I didn't have any con- like uh, connection at all uh, if we go like off road because that's what we do in skiing we do off piste skiing do you have like is there any like dream project of yours that you want to do more like dream uh, places to go I would say and be- what places would that be Mm, I had like Norway on the list okay. and this year I got to experience Quite Norway. convenient that it's like our neighboring country then. Yeah, and it's it it was pretty crazy to drive over to Norway and I was like mm. um I only been to Oslo. <laughs> wow, and, really? Yeah, and I was driving over I was like, "Oh, I'm in a new country." And <laughs> it felt so weird. Uh, okay. And also weird because it's so close. Uh-huh. Uh, but I haven't been there and um, so like my dream is to explore Norway uh, more because they have everything Uh, they have cool lines, steep lines and they also have some lines that you don't need like the mountaineering skills super Mm -hmm. much you need like crampons and an ice axe Mm. and you can do so much and you it's touring you need to yeah backcountry skiing like no you could be go to the resorts but i'm more into the backcountry to just walk but when when you do those tourings or like free skiing of mountains do you do them solo all by yourself or do you usually are you usually a team going up or someone being down in the valley making sure that okay lovisa is actually coming down yeah um i i like to be in a team uh, and it's because of the avalanche conditions yeah. like uh, everything can happen both on the way up or the way down um, but for example uh, like Sofia and ja- Jakob mm-hmm. they are ja- Jakob are always skiing down or not always but they usually go as a two team mm. and uh, yeah so Sofia is down there shooting Jakob but he He's like going up himself and are mm. skiing down and and that works for them, which is super cool and uh, and uh, <laughs> and pro- <laughs> and probably I if I find a partner like that, I will yeah. probably could do that too. But at the moment, I like to be in a team and um, and but but if I if I were super stoked. And have watched your videos online, feeling like that seems so cool. I I too want to free ski. Is that the way to go about things? To like do free skiing first, or should you do be like on the resorts mm, you for should, quite some time? You should uh, first of all, you should take like an avalanche course. Uh, at first and learn how did I not think about that (laughs) (laughs) and learn how to yeah uh, learn about avalanches and how to use the equipment you need Mm. to be on the mountains be in the mountains because that's the only safety like that's the safety you need to have Mm. and for those who does not know you need to have a transceiver uh, a probe and a shovel 
and you could also have like this airbag backpack yeah um which uh yeah you it's not um the the three things you need to have is the things i told before but the airbag is like you could choose if you want it is that the thing like that blows up to like a big ball or something yeah it's like to it's different brands have mm-hmm. different kind of um technology but uh, it's like two wings that comes okay out. and uh, so the goal is to stay on the top of the avalanche yeah with that backpack okay yeah but that seems also quite a bit different from if i would do regular skiing mm-hmm. i wouldn't carrying a lot of gear and how does that affect you going up in the mountains say Uh, if you were having a snowmobile or someone with a helicopter, they could carry all your gear up. Do you tend to carry too much up the mountain, or yeah. have you realized standing on the top, oh my god, I have, I don't have everything with me that I need? Mm, I have uh, never experienced that I missed something. Okay, that's uh, good. Yeah, I think so at least, and uh, I usually take too much stuff for example like energy sometimes i pack too much energy but it's only because i'm scared of losing the Mm -hmm. energy and so it's it's fine but like when i was in norway i started really thinking about uh, how heavy stuff is so i actually been like ordering new crampons a new ice axe uh, and it comes down to like grams of like oh this one weighs a few hundred grams too much we should cut something off there Yeah, I'm not at that kind of level. Okay. I had like this, I don't know what they're made of, but like metal crampons. Mm. Like yeah, I bought them in Chamonix for lots of years ago. And now it happened a lot on the market. So you have this super lightweight. Like carbon stuff. fiber. Yeah, exactly. Or uh, I don't know what kind of material they yeah. are in, but they are like light. So I really want to change those things. And that would actually make some difference. Not like super small, but. No, but when you go over your checklist of things, yeah. it, it it makes a difference, obviously. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And what kind of energy do you pack for a day like that? Like going up the mountains, then doing mm, the descent? Uh, always like two sandwiches, with, like two double sandwiches. Maybe one, two, if, if there's a long walk in, you could take the sandwich on the bottom of the mountain because mm. for example in norway it's always pretty long walks into the bottom of the mountain that you want to ski mm. and uh, and then you could eat there and then if you have time you can eat the other one on top or in the bottom and then some uh, nuts and chocolate some kind of mix that that make gives you like fast energy and uh, if you're in sweden It's pretty nice to have any like yeah cinnamon bun or something yeah, yeah, yeah. fika yeah. stuff that's pretty nice. So I usually take maybe something and maybe if I'm just out in Ora I could like take uh, some coffee with me out. But, but, but yeah. as an like like a free free skier, do you do you tend to have like the same kind of uh, diet as a as a quotation mark? ordinary skier throughout the year do you think of like your diet in the same way no no like an alpine skier i Mm. think then they they they're competing and uh, 
they train in a different way. They are it's not it's another sport. I mean it's mm. skiing, but it's completely another sport. And free skiers are more you can do whatever you want. To okay, do. they're a bit more relaxed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that's my opinion, or and that's how I live. The only thing I'm thinking of is like the training. Okay. Uh, and uh, and yeah. W- when does your, the season start for you? Um, I'm uh, often pretty late <laughs> into the seasons, <laughs> and but why is uh, that? Uh, because I work like some people are starting off like in October, November, but I work still with the gardening okay. stuff in November. Yeah. So I start in December. And uh, yeah, so December is the start for me. But I haven't like um, December. And if I miss December, it's not. Uh, it doesn't do like super much to me because sometimes December could be like really shit. Okay. Like uh, super sharky, and uh, like yeah, you if you ski on a shark, uh, like a, um, a rock. A rock. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Rocks are called sharks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so if you ski yeah it could be super shark shar- sharky and uh, yeah not so good weather but it's nice to just start skiing and mm. uh, stuff like that and uh, we're about to wrap this up in a bit but I'm curious uh, I've asked this to our other guests on this show like, and no pun intended, but have you lately done any form of rookie mistakes when you've been on your skis, realizing in the moment, I knew this when I was 15 years old. Mm. How did I end up in this situation? The first thing I that came up in my head is from the accident. Uh, and that's... Uh, because I have I screwed my bindings way too much in the heels, so and they didn't uh, the skis didn't fell off, mm-hmm. and it's uh, probably because I screwed them too much in, but it was also um, I have done that before, so and I listened to one person that told me how he did, and but he is like so much bigger than me mm-hmm. and uh, that probably works for him as he so much has so much more weight uh, but that could be like one rookie mistake that I've learned from now and are really like going to be super picky with in the future and uh, yeah so that could be one rookie mistake but that's the, that's why I think my the heel is off is because the skis didn't fall off and that was quite a good segue or like circling back to the beginning of the show. What is your, uh, we're recording this in May. And what is your like t- time plan now? We have a few yeah. months until you're going up to the mountains again. Do you have like um, a training program or anything like that? What's going to happen? Yeah, so now I get uh, help from the hospital, from a physiotherapist. But um, And it's like eight weeks program you have with the hospital. Mm. But And I'm on week number three. So week number three, you 
can can finally do more stuff with the foot, like more exercising with the foot, which is like super small exercises. But next week I'm meeting up with, uh, because this hospital is just like a base program. But mm. next week I'm meeting up with uh, another physiotherapist, which I haven't met yet, but which are going to help me with a real plan on the, like the future and uh, more like uh, I think the, that physio could like really think of what is my plan in skiing like I want to be back as soon as possible mm. uh, and I need to be skiing in next season Yeah, and they could more listen to that and the physio I have on the hospital is more uh, yeah she's building the basics now yeah exactly yeah. So the the time here is like um, everything goes very slow, and uh, from a professional skier's perspective, yeah, yeah. And so I'm excited to next week meet up with the other physio to hear their thoughts and uh, what I can do, and and hopefully I could maybe bike <laughs> in the summer, like on the flats. Yay! Uh, yeah, <laughs> and that would be. Super nice. And for walking, I don't know when I can walk. Uh, or uh, after eight weeks, you can take off this plastic shoe I have and start like training to walk yeah. without it. But you should still have the plastic foot uh, when you're outside and doing more rad stuff. Okay. You know? Yeah. So um, for any one of our listeners who want to like know more about you, to see you pre-accident and your progress with this accident and hopefully what's going to happen when you're back on the skis again. Where where can they uh, learn more about you? Uh, so uh, you can learn more about me on my Instagram uh, lovisa.rosengren and uh, yeah, if you are wondering anything, you can always message me and I will always answer. And i actually have a TikTok now as well. <laughs> oh, interesting! And it's this. I think it, I have the same name, but I'm not super. Uh, what do you say? Online on TikTok as on the gram. Okay, maybe one has to get in uh, TikTok as well then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lovisa, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. And thank you who were listening to this episode. Don't forget. To like, subscribe, leave a comment, rate it, you know, all those things that you've heard before. And don't forget that there are more episodes to listen to if you're up for an adventure on motorcycle, climbing a wall, or anything else. There's something for you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>